guys and welcome to The Honest Truth, where we talk about whatever we want and whoever we want because our honesty is the only policy. So settle in, grab a cup of tea while we talk about pop culture through from the noughties till now. Hi guys, so today we will be talking about the Meghan and Harry interview that Oprah did and the reason why we decided to do that is because obviously it's so big in the press at the moment and it's something that a lot of people are talking about and whilst it's still fresh we kind of wanted to give our own views and opinions and sort of what we took away from it so Jess what do you like what what was your like initial opinion like when you heard that oh they're doing like a interview what did like what did you think I really wanted well I was excited I wanted to find out a bit more it's gossip it's really I don't know I love the royal family I love all of that I love the drama around it I was a bit skeptical though because in my opinion I was a bit like why are they doing the interview I kind of thought you've stepped back you wanted a quiet life I didn't understand that okay now we're going to do this tell or interview yeah, because I think that's what that's what I think everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people's conception of it was that it was going to be this massive tell-all and it was going to be gritty. It was going to be like dramatic, scandalous. Yeah, and I think a lot of people honed back to the Diana interview and thought, yeah. oh, it's going to be like this big tell-all thing, expose, and I'm like, I, I was a bit worried. I thought it was going to be like a bit classless, a bit like do you really want to be doing this? Is it really the right image for you? I had similar opinions. I just didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was just going to cause a lot of drama that wasn't needed. But Loki, I did kind of just want to know. What but then, yeah. Like. But then I also did really want to know. <laughs> because I thought she deserves her voice. She's been so quiet for so long. I, I did kind of think part of me wanted to be like, yeah, name and shame the people that have been doing this to you. Like, and, and, and that's yeah. what I thought. I thought, do you know what? Maybe it is time that people knew what was going on. Not not every sort of detail, but like, you know, the things that are really affecting, the things that have really been out there already and that she's been targeted about. I think she should have the opportunity to talk about it, especially throughout the interview and obviously what she carries on to talk about. That's like maybe my takeaway opinion, but also at the beginning, I also thought everyone has a right to say something. It's, True. it's it's how you say it all the time it's how you say it. it's not necessarily what you say it's how you say it and so I was a bit like she could make a really good situation out of this but then I was kind of like I thought that they were getting paid for it I also did so again it was my I think we have slightly different opinions before yeah. the interview because I thought they're getting paid for it it's it's drama they're just trying to I did actually kind of think to myself, they're just trying to create a bit of yeah. a show. I'm glad they which didn't Which I didn't understand. Because at first I thought, I, I heard rumours it was like seven million that they were getting paid for the interview, which I mean, kind of worth it in the sense of like, it's it's Harry and Meghan doing um, this interview, seven I'd million. I'd my family for seven mil. <laughs> Maybe. I'd actually, sell my no, family. That's really bad. I'd I'm a nice person, family. no problem. I'm not. Seven million, seven million. Listen, if my family have to go out and work the streets for seven million, <laughs> uh, they're doing it. But it, it's kind of like I get it, you know. And part when I found out that they weren't getting paid, I was like, "But why not? Like, why wouldn't you take this opportunity to get that check?" Because that's what I would do. 
But then at the same time... It was surprising to me that they weren't getting paid. At the same time, I'm glad that they didn't get paid. Me too. Because there was no expectations. They didn't have to... It was on their terms. They could say whatever they wanted to say and there was no producer expecting to get their seven million back from this interview. And I think that's what's important. So my first thought was I was surprised that they didn't get paid. I thought that was a really classy thing to do. Um, kind of what we went on before. Yeah. I thought it was going to be this classless, here's seven mil, tell us everything kind of vibe. And that's just not what I got. It was almost kind of like our podcast. It was like two friends having a chat. Oprah yeah. was, they were sitting in a garden. It was lovely. It was sunny. Megan looked beautiful. She did. She really so, did. So, so beautiful. And I actually just thought, oh, this is so different to what I thought this was going to be. Almost immediately, I felt like maybe my opinion was going to change. Yeah. I like that it wasn't PR heavy. Um, she'd not seen what the questions were before. And, and Oprah's great at that. She's great at making you feel comfortable and having a full-on interview with her. She's interviewed some of the biggest names in the industry and she's done it so flawlessly over the years mm. and she just knows how to make you feel comfortable and relaxed like you're in your own home you're chatting with your best mate and and obviously it helps like that they've gone through it you know oprah was at the wedding and all of that they do have that oprah friendship. actually does have yeah a friendship with her i think that was a really nice touch it was a good yeah. person to pick Re- i mean they weren't going to choose someone like jerry springer well. <laughs> Jeremy Kyle. Every every um every time they name a member of the royal family, they get some Jerry beads. Oh, imagine a Jerry Kyle royal family episode. That sounds scandalous. Their chairs would be so far apart. But, but like my preconception of Megan changed. I don't want to say I didn't like her. That was not my opinion of her before. But I was unsure. I didn't really have a full opinion. I I know what you mean. And For I think me, this interview changed that yeah so for me i think and and i think for a lot of the like british public is that we all saw kate as a born like ready-made princess the way she carried herself she really stepped into it yeah she walked in and she was just she seemed like she was just born to be a princess and you can just see it and read it on her that she just oozes royalty you know we and and I think we just expect everyone that steps into the royal family to be the same. And they're not going to be the same. We have to accept that William is the older brother. He is the direct, in. he's like directly in line. He's also very different to Harry. So Harry wasn't going to meet anyone that's the same. They're all individual people with individual yeah. lives and are going to take to the job or the role so differently. Yeah. And that definitely... I think it was great. I, I think think she's a great choice as a wife for him I think she definitely was going to bring something new something fresh and I'm going to touch more on that later and why I think Harry chose her and stuff like that and and that sort of stuff I've got some views on that that I'll talk about later but I I quite liked her to begin with and and I think I tend to side with someone that seems like they've just been picked on and she's been picked on for a long time and I'm kind of like, I felt sorry for her. It's like giving me real like Colleen Rooney teas, like just a wounded little bird that needs you to come and pick them up. 
protect them until they're strong enough to go out on their own again and then and and is they know what they're doing they're this elegant bird she isn't like an ex-porn star or anything like that she didn't come from like dirty low down beginnings you know her family aren't that desirable but then whose family really are no even these big wealthy aristocratic families have skeletons in the closet well i mean kate middleton's mom was a air hostess wasn't she i think so yeah i think so like you don't you don't have to come from very normal you you can come from a normal sort of family and still ooze class and elegance which i think megan does you know she's not she's not trashy she's not like be different if he married someone like Katie Price and it was kind of like this is a bit worrying. The was he was dating Cheryl Cole for a bit as well. Are we just going back to the same people? <laughs> <laughs> it's just our obsession is really showing right now but she I, I did like her. I, I She wasn't like she's not my favourite out of all of them or anything like that I but she wasn't thing. supposed to be. I think it was my yeah I liked Megan but because she was different. Because she was different. But I just wasn't, I didn't know. Don't know I, her. I didn't yeah. know her. I think, and I think that interview changed that for me. This interview changed that for me. And I think we'll, we'll get, when we start, when we talk later on, we'll get to know why we didn't know her like we wanted to know her. And I think yeah. that has a lot to do with the press. Yeah, 100%. So I want to talk about like a nice little warm part of the interview when she was talking about like her first introduction to the family and like and her and and Harry's relationships with the family. So do you want to start like because we both have said that we love the Queen. I was going to say maybe we should talk about our opinions on the royal family as a whole before this or still because of this. I was always a bit of a royal family fan. Yeah, I was same. never against the royal family. I liked them. I liked them as a union, like institution. Kind a, of thing. Yeah, I liked yeah. their institution. I liked what they did for Britain. You know, the royal weddings and all of that. I used to watch them. I loved them, and yeah. I love the Queen. I have this weird thing where I really want to see the Queen before she dies. I'd love as in, to you know, meet like her. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to meet her, but as in, I just even want to go to Ascot and like actually see her. Yeah, like see, like see her in human form. There's, there's so weird thing about that, and I really want to do it. There's something very like awe-inspiring about her and just her overall presence. Like she's a tiny woman, but she just exudes this like she holds a lot of power. Deity kind of like me. Think there's like this massive aura around her that you can just see that just glows, and it's kind of like I don't like it when anyone says anything negative about her, which is why. I'm glad that you, like, they say themselves. Because there was a lot of people that were saying negative things, like, it's the Queen, it's the Queen, she's doing all this horrible mm. ba- backhanded stuff. And they both said, like, the fact that Meghan can phone, like, she said, oh, yeah, I phoned the Queen, like, Her Majesty, and, you know, sent my wishes about Philip. The fact that she can do that, even though everything that's, like, everything that's gone on, she still feels comfortable enough as, like, how we perceive her to be the outsider that she can call the Queen and say, I'm really sorry about what's going on. I hope you're well and I, I'm sending my wishes. And even Harry has the same relationship I with her. I was relieved that it wasn't the Queen. I don't know why. No, I was exactly the same. I just really didn't want it to be the Queen. Yeah. Because I think I've always had a really positive view of the Queen. And 
that story about the little blanket and the queen oh, putting so the blanket sweet. over Megan and yeah. I really like that acceptance of her and the welcome that she received from the queen and I think that's really important. I also think it's really important that they did that as in they backed up the queen yeah. because again what you said people were so negative and went straight in saying it's the queen it's the queen it's the queen and yeah it's just nice that they didn't throw her under the bus and the fact that they both say you know we have the utmost respect for her it's very heartwarming to see that she's still just like their grandma and that's what I, I think that's what's really sweet and very relatable they've painted to out the queen in such a good light in this yeah. interview and, and I that's don't, lovely. I don't think their intention was to make anyone look bad, and that's no. what's good. But so moving on from the Queen, let's talk about his own father, Charles. Like, how can your own dad? Like, this is, and I think this sheds a light on like them as a family, and then them as like an institution. Is I started to realize that they were very separate. Like, and and 100%. that's what made me very concerned that Charles has stopped talking to his own child not returning his own child's calls, but the queen is still there as if she's the grandma. I watched The Crown. You know this, I talk about The Crown a lot. I've never watched it. I know it's not fully based on fact, but I do get a lot of my opinions from it, so maybe this is wrong. But until I watched that, I had no idea the setup of it and how they do not live their lives as real people. No, like, yeah. You, you, we don't truly understand that weird bubble that they grow up in. And it was like what Megan said in the interview. She was kind of the same as in when she was going to meet the Queen and they all went, do you know how to curtsy? She was like, why would I curtsy? We're going into the house. Yeah, it's like... But that is the kind of thing that happens. Like, they live their general lives... It's 24 ...around seven. the Queen. Yeah. And it's behind closed doors in, in the public eye... It's a completely different way yeah. of life. And they centre their whole world around the Queen. It's like it never turns off. Like it no. never switches off. And like the fact that it's not a normal dynamic, especially not being born into it, that when you meet your grandma, when you're seeing your grandma, you have to curtsy. Like Imagine going to, like meeting a lad's grandma or <laughs> that you've like been dating for a bit. You're, you're already nervous enough. You were nervous enough. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you have to curtsy. Oh, by the way, you have to do this and that and this. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, and it's just a completely, completely different life. It, it's just like, it, it was just strange to me that they can have such a great relationship with the Queen, but his own dad isn't talking to him. I know that happens in normal family dynamics and stuff, but you would think that like, she would turn around and be like, listen, son, you need to take care. Like, you're his only living parent. Like, his, his mum is is no longer with us. And no matter what the dynamic was with Diana and stuff, that's your son. And he, and we are, we should be a family. And he's lost that relationship with his brother, so it seems as well. And it's kind of like, he's lost two very important people to him throughout this. And it's like, even as an institution, and I know that to, to hit to them, he is beneath them in when you look at the hierarchy of the family. But as long as he's good with the number one, surely it should have a trickle-down effect. But this is the weird thing of there is people in the background. Yeah. So there's their family, the family element of it, and then there's the 
I think they referred to them as the firm, the firm, the institution. Yeah. This group of people have such control over people's, the, the royal family's lives. We don't know who they are. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. It's so strange. So let's talk about the British press because ultimately they are at the root of all of this. That's what that's what I think anyway. I think they are the ones that perpetuated everything. We're here today because of them. That is why the interview was done. Yeah. Because of everything that was said in the British press, Meghan and, and Harry wanted to clear some stuff up. Yeah. And from this interview, I think I've just got a really passionate view on how awful tabloids and the British press are. We 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 have a, we sit and have conversations and we gossip and we love a bit of we love we we do we enjoy a little bit of gossip and a little bit tabloid of tabloid fodder. Tabloid fodder. I'm not gonna deny the fact that I do enjoy that sometimes, yeah. but it's to a certain extent. And I think listening to this interview. It upset me that they seem to just go in on certain people. Yeah. And they pick the people that they don't like and they do like. And then how that kind of just completely changes the thought, like the brains of the nation. They control They control a lot of what we think and without even us realising it. I mean, if you see that, like, if you're constantly being shown and told that this person isn't a nice person, you're going to believe they're not a nice person. Like, it's just it's just it's normal. And you, yeah. and you believe, like, although we, like, a lot of people know to not believe what comes, most of what comes from the press, you kind of still have that instinct inside of you that, oh, they know something we don't know. They are still journalists where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. And you think, I'm not going to take it like a hundred percent to be true but at least half of it's going to be true and we still take it in yeah we still take it in it's yeah. still there in the back of our minds and i think one of the stories that megan described in the interview was how they just pitted megan and kate against each other it's like if you like kate you don't like megan if you like megan you don't like kate yeah and they favored kate so much so that baby bump story for example the one where it was like, oh, Kate's yeah. showing off her baby bump and look how beautiful she is. And then it was like, Megan can't stop touching her bump. Yeah, it's a ploy for attention. It's like every like that. single it's story weird. that she was in had a negative spin on it. Hmm. A lot of the UK press did not even write an, a nice story. And I think we said this before, we've kind of seen Kate as this person that's went into the royal family and taken to it like a duck to water. But also, she was given a bit of an easy ride. For some strange reason, they just really liked her. Yeah. And and that's why a lot of people like her. And that's why a lot of people like her. And that's why she won the heart of the nation. Megan hasn't given hasn't been given that same chance, that same fairness, that same we're gonna give this girl a chance and we're going to say nice things about that and we're going to give her the the opportunity, the opportunity to, prove to prove herself yeah. she was never given that no she wasn't and i and the thing is i think when that because there was talks about that they didn't like her and all of this stuff before she ever went on her first royal engagement and then so when she did that that um 
tour with, uh, not tour, but like that appearance with the Queen, everyone was a bit like, oh no, they must love her. Like the Queen's invited her and people, like for me, I remember like seeing it and being like, see, they do like her, they love her. Like there's, all of this is rubbish. But then part like the cynical side of me was a bit like, oh, this is a big media ploy to be like, oh no, we do actually really like her. Like, and how can we prove it in one quick sweep? She goes out with the Queen. But when she said, you know, the Queen actually invited her and she was actually, you know, decent to her when no one was around, you kind of don't understand why we then had that impression that the family didn't like her. Yeah. But it's the pre- it's, it's because the of the press, yeah. Megan herself in the interview said that actually she got a really warm welcome from the family. Yeah. And so it- why did we have this perception that she wasn't... Yeah. welcomed and wasn't liked and then why did we then carry that on and and that's and, really unfair and i find that like she was making po- a point that she got on really well to begin with with everyone and everyone was very warm to her but as time went on a lot of people started to distance themselves started to say things to her and behind her back and was that because the institution didn't like her and therefore was planting these stories about her, which then ultimately turned the family against her, or was it the negative press? That that was it the press that turned around and go, Oh, this will be great stories if we just don't like her and we'll we'll target her and attack her. Therefore the institution was like, Oh, we now don't like yeah. Megan because she's, she's attracting a, bad she's press. Got a bit of a bad smell around her. Yeah. And so so it's kind of difficult to get to the bottom of which came first and was it the it's kind of like the the chicken or the egg mm. kind of situation and i think even megan didn't really understand where it came from no and also i think what shook me was that she's stopped reading press about herself which is it's the only way to be them, which really. is a great thing to do but how sad is it that she even had to do it do yeah. that and take herself out of that situation I think as well, another story that upset me, again, it's a bit of Kate versus Megan, but the one where they said that Megan made Kate cry. Oh, yeah. And actually, it was Kate made Megan cry. Yeah. And nobody came out from the royal family or from this firm, this institution, to deny this claim. Why can they be okay with Megan looking like the bad guy and not Kate. Well, that, and, and that's the thing because, you know, and, and she said, she you know, she kept it classy when she was talking about it. She said, you know, Kate did make me upset, but A, I've forgiven Kate. Mm. B, she apologised like a true human being that was regretful of her actions. And she was kind of, and, and you got the impression that Megan was like, I only really cried because of everything else that was going yeah. on. It, it just like, like Think any of bride all the pressure, would cry. Yeah, yeah. Like that any, she was having at that time. So it's just very much like, doesn't, I mean, we are dancing around an issue here and yeah. there's there's a lot of assumption as, assumptions as to why the press don't like her. It could be that she's American. It, it could be because of her um, heritage. It could be anything. And we know, and I think the whole country knows and the world know that there is still institutional racism in this country. Yeah. It's not something you and I can really speak about because no. A, we don't have the knowledge and we haven't really done the research on it, but B... And we'll never understand. We'll never understand how how it feels to be on the opposite side of that because no. for us, we will never experience that. 
and we understand no, we that. So, but there is that as an underlying tone here, yeah, that they do pick up on in the interview as well. Um, so that could be a reason why she was picked on in the press, yeah, which is really upsetting. It's just very much like still. If that's the only reason why they didn't like her, by all means, just don't write about her. Do you know what I mean? I think mm. because we are because these in, like play like institutions like the Daily Mail and stuff like that, we're not like saying that they are institutionally racist by any means. But the the like, like but Britain as a whole is, you know, these are still run by old white males. And like the older generation that have a sort of certain way of thinking and for us we can't relate to it because we've been brought up so differently and in a different world so it's very hard to really understand why that that sole reason could, could be, be a motivation to be to blaster in the press because that's ridiculous and it's not just one thing it's not one it's not one um like newspaper or, or magazine it's a multitude of them and it's over a long period of time. So it's over years, isn't it? Yeah. It was from when they first started dating, when they got married to then Archie, and yeah. that became an issue. Um, and I think what upsets me was when she said that she had no support from the royal family. I think that the royal family here missed a massive opportunity I, yeah. to show support and to maybe change the way that we viewed her and also the the race issue the royals should be a represent, representation of britain and mm. megan joining that family to me i think they've missed such a massive opportunity yeah to show people that it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are or you'll be accepted yep and they've missed that opportunity um and that like that upsets me, but I think that also upset Harry. I think he talks about that towards the end. Yeah. That um I, I fully it agree. It was just something that let everybody down, I think. Yeah. Their lack of support for Megan against the press and lack of support for Megan in general was I, just yeah. I, I completely really agree. Sad. And and it made so much sense to me when she said, you know, this was an opportunity that, you know, a lot of the Commonwealth, which is what uh, who they represent, exactly, is of different heritage. Then they are not white. They are they are di they are not the way they're different to how the royal family looks. Yeah, you know, the royal family represent like ethnically white people and white people of privilege. That's what they represent. And you know, to change that image and evolve that image would have been so powerful for everyone if they just embraced embraced her for who she was exactly and, and i'm not saying use her like use her as a token or no. anything like that but show that you know his his father is a royal like i'm talking about archie you know and and their soon-to-be child is that they will not look the same but that's a positive that's a great thing and they should have made that a positive yeah and not so again leading back to the interview there was concerns over his skin color and 
Why was that a conversation? Uh, yeah, I think it's hard for us to understand. It's very hard so for us to understand. Younger, and we don't think the, the same way that these older generations think. I'm not making an excuse no, for them. And I'm, I'm not glad either. That I don't think that way. It's just such a shock. But I shared the shock that Oprah had. Yeah. Oh, I was very shocked. I couldn't believe that, that that's still something that gets talked about. Uh, yeah. And why it was talked about is, again, when you're saying with Britain being the Commonwealth and things like that, it's just so... It was shocking to me that things like that haven't changed. And mm. I, that was a real eye-opener for me, 100%. Um, it, I think, like, a lot of people... And, we're, like, can't ignore the fact that a lot of people are very aware that Prince Philip says very undesirable things. Mm. His The way he... Like, the things he said in the past and and I assume the way he thinks is... That this sort of way that that coincides with the way that the press think, you know, and so for me it was very much like I was shocked that they had that conversation because I kind of felt like, why would you even bring that up? You know, you're so worried about what you look like. This shouldn't be a conversation. No. That you you might have thought it, but to have it to have it out loud, and it upset me even more and annoyed me even more that, Megan, that it was all behind our oh, back. Yeah, that Megan wasn't part of the conversation. Because it just shows that there is that institutional issue um, of her skin colour. That you can't even have that conversation to her face. And that isn't it. Like, it's an issue to have that conversation. But to do it so sneakily sort of behind her back, it's just... That is really upsetting and so wrong. So wrong. Another big topic in there, though, was her mental health. And... For someone who, like me personally, I struggle with anxiety every once in a while. It's not really bad or anything like that, but it was really nice that she was very open about her mental health struggles and how she felt during this whole thing. So for me, it was very much like what I took away from it was you really can't have it all. No. And I think we looked at her as someone in a really high position and maybe thought, oh, she's fine. And you never really know what's going on inside someone's head. Mm -hmm. I think when I was watching the interview and she talked about that Royal Albert Hall situation where she didn't want to go, she'd had the conversation with Harry that morning that she was suicidal. Yeah. They then had to as part of their job role, go to an event and sit and smile and act all fine for the cameras. She views that, the pictures from that night, the all of that sort of thing, so differently to how we view that. She looks back at that day as one of the worst days of her life. Yeah. We look back on that day and think, oh, look at those beautiful pictures. What a happy couple. And it's so important that she's brought that conversation up Yes, very important. It, it's very, it is very important. And it's one thing, you know, of just an everyday celebrity talking about it, because we still see celebrities, we see them, we still sort of see them as human, you know, like they, we know that they make mistakes, but we don't expect that from the royals. We don't expect don't. like, you yeah. don't think becoming a prince or a princess, you'll have any problems like it's carefree, you turn up, you wave, you smile, and you go home and you're mm -hmm. fine. Sit on your little throne. Yeah, 
you just get fed grapes maybe and and that's what um that's what's sad is that she felt so like and she was pregnant at the time that's like, really, yeah that's what's also really sad is that she was pregnant at the time and that was she all she needed was help and she's and this is why we say that she would be a great help to the royal family in the modern world because i'm sure that there's other people in the royal family that also there have the same been. struggles i mean but they get they get pushed aside so again going back to the crown coming back with my crown knowledge i was watching an episode and i think it, it's princess margaret had a lot of struggles with her mental health but these were things that people weren't told about because it was seen as a weakness and something to be ashamed of um, there's a lot of the royal family actually who have been put into institutions yeah um, and, and shunned away because of mental health issues and are told not to talk about it yeah and that is under the cloud of the institution the firm or whatever these people telling them oh it'll look bad we can't have a smudge on our shiny trophy we can't have that chip in our window yeah nobody talk about it and it was also the same with diana as far as i'm aware there was a lot of issues that diana had that were pushed under the rug as well and even harry said you know i i didn't tell anyone because i felt ashamed i felt like my wife being suicidal was an embarrassment and i was made to think that i couldn't speak about it and you see within his own family because that's what that family had been Groomed, groomed to, to believe, like, yeah. yeah. Everyone goes through it. It's the job. Everyone's had these bad times. Put your head down. Get on with it. I think that's yeah. along the lines of what Harry said that his family said. And that's awful to think that this group of people, this family, have been brought up that way. Yeah. It's sad. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that live normal lives compared to her that go through this same struggle. And to know that someone, like for me, as, as someone who struggles with anxiety, to know that she struggled with it and she was even, she even had a moment where she felt suicidal, which is another thing that I've dealt with. It's very reassuring that it's, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's gone through this. And there's other people that even though I see they have so much and I think, oh, if I had that much, I would be happy, that actually you need to take a step back and realise that like, all she wanted was a family. She wanted to be loved. She wanted all to she be wanted accepted. All she wanted was to be happy. Yeah. And and you don't need all of this extra stuff to actually, deep down, be happy. No, you don't. And it's sad to me that she had to go and beg for help because I'm so fortunate enough to live in a family, be part of a family that if I said I needed help, they would get me that help without a question. They wouldn't ask any other questions, it would be like, you want that help, we'll get it for you. So I can't imagine being in a situation where you are begging these people, you're you're already low enough that you feel that way. And then you hit another hurdle of vulnerability to admit that you feel that way. And then the extra, extra vulnerability of them begging for help. And they turn around and go, there's nothing you can do, you need to just smile and get over it. It's so... That's an awful situation to be in. I couldn't imagine, I can't even begin to fathom how you would feel. And and ultimately, I'm 
when I was listening to it and watching it, I was shocked that she was still here. Really and truly. And that's a testament to obviously, and she said that Harry was a big component in the fact that she's here to this day. I have a lot of respect for Harry after this interview. I think I've mentioned that to you before yeah. we came on to talk about it. I massively just have this, they were in such a toxic situation and I grew a lot of respect for him for taking his family, I was going to say taking his family out of a situation and going against his family. But what I mean by taking his family is taking his child and his wife yeah. out of a situation that was toxic. And he has been born into this institution, I think it must have taken a lot for him to turn around and go, actually, this isn't right. What is happening isn't right, and I need to, to get out of it. Mm. And ultimately, like what you said, Megan has praised Harry for that. There's been a lot of speculation of, and again, of the British press, Mexit, like it's Megan's fault. Harry would have never left the royal family if it wasn't for Meghan. But actually that's, again, at the end of the interview, Harry said that was a positive thing. Yeah. Having Meghan there and seeing the kind of grim reality that he was living in and watching history repeat itself because they were in such a similar situation to his mother he's been able to take that upon himself and say, we're not doing this anymore. It's it's the whole thing that, like, for him, you can't, like you said, you can't blame... The, the press are so quick to blame Megan for it all, but you can't blame Megan when, you know, like, an analogy for it is that you don't know that you're a prisoner until you experience freedom. So I like, and it's also like, if you grew up in a, in a, in an area that was so economically like disadvantaged, you wouldn't know that until someone came along that was very well off. And you, you don't know what you, you don't know what you're missing until you find out that there's something that it's out there. You know, you, I can't tell you that um, you're missing out on, having a willy because you, you <laughs> and why is that what came <laughs> in my head as well <laughs> you know because you don't have one yeah you, you don't know what I'm it's like gonna... to stand up and wee because you're never you you're never you you know and it's That's it's that not kind what of was coming in my head but yeah <laughs> you know it's it's that thing that you don't know what you don't have until until yeah. you see someone, someone else having it and megan brought that into his life he met somebody who could give him what I he was missing. Even, I don't even know why my analogy went straight to like a penis. I know. It's not the but like I should have just left it as you don't know you're a prisoner until you experience freedom. <laughs> that was so deep, it and then like we just went into on onto Willie. But but it's not like if you're if you're used to be he she turned around and showed him with with an open heart that you can actually live a happy life. Exactly, and, and I. And all the wrong things that are going on. Sometimes you, some people will turn around, and they will realise that 
this family that they brought up were like brought up to love they actually when they realized that this is all a mask and this is not real you it's okay to turn around and go actually no i don't love my family mm. or i love them i just don't like yeah, them yeah and it's harry says he's have still has massive respect for the queen mm. and massive respect for Actually, I think he just did say the Queen, so maybe not not but, everybody else. But, but there is still love there for his brother. I yeah. think he described that they're just on different paths. And he's been brought up to not think that. And then all of a sudden, he thought, it's okay to change my path, to change where I'm going. And, yeah, I just have a lot of respect for that. And a lot of, if you're in a toxic situation it's so hard to get yourself out of that toxic situation, but they've managed to do that. It's it's definitely a shining hope. Like sometimes, like I can Im- only imagine how bad it was when they first decided, right, it's time to walk away. Mm. And like they said, they didn't even d- they decide didn't to even, just walk away. No, they had never planned that from the beginning. Yeah. It, we, was, a ma- it was a build up of things and- It was a shock to me that like, they would turn around and goes, right, well, seeing as there's so much negative press and there's so many issues, why don't we take a step back and do you lot a favour mm-hmm. and be like, we, we won't be at the forefront of it all. Yeah. You know, I seem to get too much negative press. You decide that you don't want to look after me in that sphere of, of your influence. So why don't I do you a favour and not even give you the headache of even thinking about doing it? I'll ju- we'll just go and we'll help you out when you need us. But we'll go and start. We'll go and start a life, and we'll we won't be a responsibility for you lot anymore. And then when you turn around and spit in their face because they tried to do what was what they yeah, thought was best, they thought that was best, and then they got told, okay, then you can have nothing. Yeah, like we'll take away security. We'll. I mean, that shocked me as well because no way on earth, because they said, okay, we're going to step down from our duty. Did that mean that they were safe? No, and that's what boggled my mind as well. And it's the fact just that he, that's plain rude. He is still he the, is still Prince Harry. Yeah, everybody still knows who he is. Everyone still knows who she is. But the fact that he grew up and he was never allowed to be in the same car as his brother, ne- they were never allowed to travel together, mm. and they were never allowed to travel with their dad shows the importance that if you treated him like that when he was younger, now that he's but, older, there's no difference. There's no difference. There's there's not a difference. And I think that just is so disrespectful to him and Megan. You know, and the fact that she turned around and said, it's fine if you want to take security away from me and my son. But protect. But to take it away from your own fam- blood relative, like, to the point of it being Prince Harry, it, she was just, I, I don't understand it. No. Can you imagine being in that situation? She's begging them to make sure that he he's safe. And that's the thing. They never, in- they never intended to leave. They never intended to cause a ruckus. They were doing it because they just wanted to be safe and happy. And I think that is something I've learned from this interview. Yeah. And it might be, it might be when you turn around and you pull that plaster off, it might hurt, but you, you're, and, and the healing process might be difficult. But I think they showed me, I'm going to speak for myself, that, mm. you know, you might have to, like, taking yourself out of a toxic situation, it's going to sting at first and you're going to have to go through all these trials and tribulations in order to ultimately get to a point where you can sit down and go, do you know what, actually, yeah, it's still a little bit shitty, 
but it's a lot better than where we were a year ago. Definitely. And also she's been a shining light and you've sat and opened up about your mental health issues on this podcast. You might not have done that if she hadn't have no, yeah, you're right. Done that. So it's kind yeah. of like this interview, she's made people open up about their mental health struggles. She's she's created a conversation about taking yourself out of toxic situations, opening up when you want to open up. And I think that is something that I've taken away from this interview as well, 100%, that she's just been a bit of a shining light, really, I think. And it's it's good that she can turn around and, and be van- very vulnerable, being in such, well, I don't know whether she's necessary. She's still in a privileged position, you know. She's still very privileged, but she's not. She's also suffering because of a privileged situation. They are still sitting, again, just playing a bit of devil's advocate. I feel like I am being, like, really team Meghan and Harry, and I am. Yeah. They are still sitting on 10 million. They're not in an unprivileged position. They haven't put themselves in an unprivileged yeah. position. They're, They're still destitute. sitting in a lovely house in LA or with money that's been given to them from Harry's mum. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, oh, look at them. They're amazing. They've they've taken themselves out of this toxic situation and they're just living to be happy and, and under the radar because, you know, they are still doing things with the press, they are still doing things with Disney and other bits and bobs, but they just want to be happy and comfortable and safe. Mm. It's like what, what Harry said, their organisations sort of started up, they're using the money for security. Yeah. Which must be really hard, like, to be in a situation where you feel like every penny you've got has to be spent on keeping you safe. Yeah. Over something you didn't choose. But, yeah, I think it's just, there is that in the back of my head where a lot of people are saying they're not going to live a quiet life. They're never going to be able to. But they're never going to be able to, yeah. It's like people are criticising them for doing an interview and maybe not taking a step back. But I also think this interview wasn't for them to, to be... Media. And, and also I don't that, think yeah. it was to create a media frenzy I think it was literally for them to say this is it this is our truth yeah clean slate clean this is slate. what we want to do yeah. let us live our lives now and I really really hope that is the case yeah. I really hope now that we've all got a little bit of an insight into why they did this and have a bit more I have a lot more respect for Megan than I did before I watched the interview I really, really do, because we've been able to hear her voice, which we haven't been able to hear. Yeah. And all of my pre- preconceived ideas of Megan were from the press. And that's so wrong. And so I'm really glad that I've been able to hear her side of the story and their side of the story. People might think that it was a bad move and they didn't need to do it, but I actually think it was a really good thing for them to do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, and I think for me, like my sort of closing thing on this is that I think she is very much it, like Diana in the sense of I think for me, we're in a situation where William is just like his father 
and Harry is just like his mum. Mm. And you, so you have that disconnect there. I think Harry's always been a bit more of a public figure in the sense of like raising awareness, doing He's all this freedom, charity though. work. He's and, had a lot more yeah. freedom than his brother as well. We've got to remember that. And then like with Kate and Will, it's like Kate stands behind, it's it's William first and, and Kate is is sort of there in not in his shadow or anything like that she does sort of stand out on her own but she's i think they didn't like the fact that megan can being, stand on yeah her own. but they were also being groomed like not groomed but kind of groomed for a completely yeah. different life harry has had it's a job that he's not been allowed to turn down but like william and like can't turn turn it down no harry has got the slight advantage advantage yeah. of that he has been able to take a step back and yeah i think sometimes you've got to remember that they are and harry said it as well at the end of the interview his father and his brother are trapped yeah they're in a difficult they're difficult in a difficult situation. position yeah. and i think i would hope and they probably hope that they're gonna speak out and maybe say something but we're waiting on that. No, there had they haven't yet. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, not gonna hold my breath on that. But we'll see. Yeah. But I do think that we have got to understand that the royal family are in a really strange and difficult place, like yeah, position. Definitely. But I would love, love, love for them to come out as much as that Harry and Meghan have. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Jeremy Kyle edition. Graham would have his work cut out. But, uh, yeah, I just think overall it was... For me, I can take so much positive from this mm. interview. And I, I hope more and more people will actually see the positive side of it, like we have. Instead of so it just too. being... the being Having their blinks on, just being blindsided by hate to her. And you're not going to get anywhere. No. I, I definitely think if you haven't already watched it... I mean, I'm... If you haven't already watched it and have managed Spoiler to listen alert. to the end yeah. of the podcast, then amazing. But if you haven't already watched it, watch it because, yeah, I, I probably am repeating myself here, but it opened my eyes to a different side of the story and I think it was really needed. Yeah. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from it if you choose to be open and go into it being like, I have, I'm, you know, everyone will have preconceived notions yeah. about her, I about did. the royal family, about everything that's been going on because it's been impossible to avoid. So if you go into it as in like, right, I know how I feel, but I'm open to what it is she's going to say. Leave those preconceived ideas at, at the, the door. door. Yeah. Watch it, embrace it, and hopefully you'll have, the, yeah, get what we got out of it. We've got a lot out of it. Yeah. Mentally, I feel like I have really, really. The only thing is, do you know what I didn't like? Enjoyed it. What did the little go on like, then? the little like wholesome bits? You know where they were feeding the chickens. Yeah, I did. Th I, I did think a little that. bit. With, I think some of it was a little bit forced. I could have just done without the chickens. And I think as well, there is other sides to it where yeah, the chicken. A bit of it was a bit like okay, we get it. Yeah. You're living this wholesome life. Mm. I like you. I'm glad that you've got there, but I, I get it. I would have much preferred, like, to sort of... 
I don't, I don't know. I just don't think. I don't think I would have preferred anything. <laughs> but like, oh my more. god, yeah, we love Mike and Harry, and it's been amazing. And now I'm like, actually, no, but it's it's nothing on them. <laughs> I mean, it's really nice, you know, the fact that they it, it was kind of somewhat bringing awareness to like you can rescue hens, and a lot of people in in California have started doing that. That like from what I've seen, and that sort of stuff. But I just there was I don't a lot know of emphasis. Yeah, there was a lot of emphasis on we're really wholesome now. Yeah. And, and, and I can get that from the interview without that stuff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a nice little sprinkle on top. Yeah. Um, but I could have done without it. I was just kind of like, I don't really get it. But I suppose that's when she was a bit more relaxed and she she mentioned about how she called the Queen and to make sure yeah. that she was all right after hearing about Philip, like that sort of stuff. I, I suppose it was just to give that more relaxed element. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, the first bit with just her and Oprah was maybe... Yeah. I don't know. But I really appreciated it. I really appreciated that it was done so... Just... I'm just going to keep on saying it. Like, it was very classy. The way it was done was mm. very much like, we're not here to point fingers. And Harry was like, there's things I'm never going to say and you, you don't need to know. It's a private family matter. And, I'm and that's so team. Fine. I'm so team Hazza. Like, yeah. after all of this, he's just... I loved him before. But now I really, really love him. Yeah. I just, I did like the way and that it was. I'm like just going to say how I felt and and what, not who, what, when, how, like pointing fingers and any of that stuff. It was just, this is how I felt in the situation and this is why we are here today. And that is what I wanted from it. Mm. To just understand their side of the story because we never got that. Exactly. And I think it's only fair. They, I do think they had their hand forced. I think it was very much like it got to the point where even though they'd stepped back and they said they're doing it on their own, there's still all of this constant negativity against them. I just want, my closing statement is let them get on with their lives now. I yeah. want that. I want the press to leave them alone and that hasn't happened yet. Exactly, that's the But problem. I want the press to leave them alone and I just want them to be able to live their true their truest lives, their tr yeah. their, be their truest selves. And I think once people let them do that, their relationship with yeah. the family will get better and it will it will just be a bit more of a relaxed situation. But we should just embrace them for them now. The new normal. And let them get on with it. Yeah. that That's my tea. Yeah, I was watching something earlier today and it in, like, in this TV programme, she said sometimes a problem is just a solution in disguise. So it's like all of this horrible stuff oh, was actually, wow. she had to go, like, it was the solution to that, like, the, the, you can find a solution in maybe in a in very a, negative a situation. Yeah. You might be faced with a problem, but it might actually be a solution for something else. And look how happy they in are In disguise. Now. Yeah. And bringing awareness to the fact that these people are not real people. They don't live a normal and life. And bringing a lot of different issues to the table. Race, mental health. Yeah. Wow. Woke energy right there. I'm shook now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's, that's all I really have to it. say. I'm glad it happened and I'm glad we're talking about it because I think it's definitely a conversation that more people need to have. Totally. And I think people are having this conversation around the UK, around mm. the world. Um, so yeah, we're just getting involved in it and hopefully you've enjoyed our conversation.
We want to thank you for listening and we hope you had as much fun as we did. Please make sure you subscribe, follow and rate our podcast wherever it is you listen to it. We also want you to get involved. We have an Instagram called The Hunnish Truth. Please go follow us there and we will be posting any corresponding images to bring our conversation to life. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss or want to tell us how amazing we're doing, please feel free to email us at thehunnishtruth at hotmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye, Hans. Bye.